Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Little Things Podcast. We are re-recording this episode. Yes. This is Bethany Warner. And I'm Rachel Hines. And this is our second attempt to do a technology follow-up podcast after the amazing Kathy Carter. And we, why why do we have to redo it? Well, <laughs> I went home that night and I went to bed and then I woke up the next morning and just felt embarrassment. I don't know what I said, but I'm like, I don't want that out in the world. I I did the same. I well, I think I think what happened is we sat with Kathy. We got so much good information from her. We had this was kind of a passion piece for you and I anyway, because we both feel kind of strongly about it. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of information and we just kept sharing. <laughs> and I don't want to say rambling, but it was kind of I got a little rambling. I got home that night and I was I literally laid in bed and thought, okay. How am I going to convince my friend Bethany to ditch this one? And I got this wonderful text the next morning that said, how do you feel about just getting rid of that podcast? Yes. It was a practice. It was. It was a warm up. This one's going to be so much better. (laughs) I wish wish this was visual. That was a great (laughs) face. No, it is going to be good. I just think it is. There's so much to think about. And we were just processing. We're doing what we always do and just Mm -hmm. process out loud, but we were recording ourselves. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't have had Scott delete it because we could listen and we could be like, you know what? Actually, we're so wise. Or, oh, (laughs) we're so wise that we deleted that thing. (laughs) But today's a new day. Yep. And we're going to be trying to be more focused this time. Great. Yes. But before we get focused, Rachel... So it's been a few weeks since we had that podcast with Kathy. Yes. Has there been anything that's just stuck in your brain or you've been ruminating over? You know, when, so I, I want to get, so one of the things that I did was dig deep into, okay, how does a child's brain grow? You know, what's, what's happening? We'll want to get into all the technical stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And really what I thought about is, no, everybody knows. There's nobody that doesn't know that too much screen time or social media or any of those things are not good for us. We know that. And so the thing, one of the takeaways that I know, but I also thought about is really what screen time is that good quality screen time? There is none. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that. Um, does, is that to say we should never, ever have screen time as adults, allow our children to have it? No, it's just like, I also know, really, a sugar cookie is not giving me any real nutritional benefit, but I have to do it in moderation. And I have to be smart about what I'm putting into my body, whether it's food or things I'm putting in my brain. So that being said, also, what are what are parents? Like, we know this is not good. It's not... It's not awesome one-on-one interaction that our kiddos need, but it's going to happen. So what do parents need? Parents need grace. Parents need tools. Like what if, if I'm utilizing screen time when we have to go to a baseball game and, or when we're at church and I don't want my child jumping up and down and running around, um, if I need them to be occupied while I am cooking supper, while I'm on a phone call that's important, what are some tools? What could I do? And also, I want to say, it's okay. Like, our kids mm-hmm. can be bored. That was that was my big thing is we, and I'm guilty of this, 
our children can be bored and it's okay for them to be bored. It's really a good experience to be yep. bored and have to problem solve. What can I do? Yes. And let those imaginations take over. Um, our podcast is called The Little Things. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, our previously recorded podcast that is no more, I was getting, I was not thinking about the little things. Mm-hmm. I was like trying to problem solve the whole, you know, the, the world. The whole world. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to correct <laughs> this thing forever? And we, I think we joked and I don't know if we even recorded it, but we said, one of the things Kathy said was your phone should never be next to your bed. Where are our phones? Next to my bed. Next, okay. Sometimes is, in the bed. Yes, honestly. Um, and then I'm in big trouble because I didn't charge it overnight if it's right? in my bed. It, have you moved your phone? No. Me either. And this has literally been at least a month since we recorded that with with mm-hmm. Kathy. And we and when we recorded, the last one was a week after that. And we talked and we kind of laughed. At, neither one of us had moved our phones. Mm-hmm. And so some of that, like... We have to give each other grace and we yeah. have to give like and say little steps. Yes. The, those tiny baby things instead of we can't solve the whole world's problems, but we can do little things and we can encourage each other and we can encourage other parents that, mm-hmm. you know, we've fallen into this trap of Pinterest perfect and mm-hmm. our kids can't be the ones throwing a fit. And so if, if a little screen is going to help them not throw that fit in that restaurant, then that's become a tool and we need to make it okay to not have to use those tools and be okay that there's going to be some fits. Yep. Yeah. It's normal. I like a good fit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What were your takeaways? What what did you think about as you've had time to just kind of sit and mm -hmm. soak it all in? I thought a lot, Kathy, she's so good. And she said a lot of things that were, um, I definitely need to, even the phone on the bed. I think, did she say it in the podcast, um, of two screens, watching TV and yes. playing on your phone? I do that all the time. But that is something I have said. I'm going to try and actually watch this TV show and not be on my screen. Mm-hmm. But then I fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and so then maybe I should just go to sleep <laughs> and not, you know. Yeah. But just so trying to be better and... I've also been more aware, which I, I knew before, but just being aware of, okay, when I really just want to be on my screen, it's usually because I am tired and I'm trying to keep myself awake, like keeping myself stimulated. Yep. Or um, I don't want to think about the world. Yes. And I want to zone out and I want to escape. That's definitely me. That escapism. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that is not healthy. Yep. I know that. Well, and we know um, our souls were not designed for tons, all the information that comes at them. And when we use all our technology to escape, we're also taking in information from all around the world that our souls, souls can't hold on to. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a lot of trauma that we're, and so sometimes I feel I do the same. I like, if I just need to let everything go, I'm going to turn on something brainless or I'm going to scroll aimlessly mm-hmm. and then take in probably more stress than I didn't even intend to. Mm-hmm. So it really is just um, changing lifestyle. So yeah. one thing I have been doing since Kathy's podcast as well is I found this resource called Screen Strong. And there's a website with um, a course that you can take for your family. And it's not 
screen free completely, but it's screen strong. So the whole idea is we're not going to let this run our lives. Right. We're not going to let these electronics have power over us. And they also have a podcast and you know, I love podcasts (laughs) and I've been listening to them and they're really interesting. They're really well done. And it's the woman on the podcast. And so I'm not an expert on this. Like I'm assuming she's the founder of the whole thing, but I don't know. I guess I could have done that research before I started talking about it. But the woman on the podcast, her son, she has personal experience in this. Her oldest son was addicted to gaming and was throughout middle school and high school. And then when he went to college, even had to drop out of college because of his addictive behavior. So she's really passionate about this. And um, it's really interesting. So it's from a very personal perspective. Sure. Which is cool. I tell, it's called what? Screen strong. strong. Mm-hmm. And I like that because really, how, how reasonable would it be to just omit screens from our life? We can't. So where it's, you're taking, you're using it as a tool, right? Mm-hmm. However, using it and giving you those, those tools. Love it. Yeah. Are there, so there's a podcast, anything else that goes along with that? You said a quiz or yeah. a, a test for the family. There's, it's an online resource. You can go to the website. And there's a course, I think you have to pay for it, but, and I think there's courses for like middle school and high schoolers too. Where it breaks it up into ages. Love it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the podcast is a free resource to just check out and see if, how interested you'd be in it. But I think it's really um, approachable. Nice. One, but also very hardcore because they're like, a lot of people wait to get a smartphone until eighth grade, and they say no smartphone till um, through high school. Yeah. And she even says eighth grade is like the worst time to give your child oh. a smartphone because that makes sense. They're right in the thick of it, mm-hmm. and right, yeah. And she, there's episodes on cyberbullying and um, just social media, and there's one episode I listened to. That was super helpful on all these different apps that I don't know about. I'd never heard of, but um, how they can look so innocent. But here are some of the dangerous things in it, and yeah. So it's I, very interesting. Those are those resources that I love too, because I am not savvy when it comes to some of this. And I would have like there's so many apps. Mm-hmm. There was a, a preschooler that brought in information about a show, like they were talking about watching the show, and the teacher. This was last year just because building that relationship wants to know. So she looked up the show and it turns out, and I can't even say what it was because I have not because I'm protecting the show. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I can't remember the name, but it turns out it was something not for children that was, it was being addressed to children, but not appropriate and, and scary. And that's something I would have no idea. Mm -hmm. So I love anytime I can get those resources. And it sounds like this is a resource that has lots of different avenues. So the podcasts, Mm -hmm. some, so that it kind of fits a lot of people's preference. Mm-hmm. You're not a pad- podcaster. Mm-hmm. Who would ever? Oh, well, then why are you <laughs> listening to this? <laughs> because because <laughs> we're delightful. Sure. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, say it one more time. Screen, sc- screen, screen, strong, strong. That is really hard to say. Yes. Look it up on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That, that sounded very professional. It did. Or Google it because nice. it's interesting. Um, Another thing I looked up after our conversation with Kathy, she recommended that healthychildren.org. And I was just on it again today. 
where you can look up how to make a family media plan. And it was a really fun experience because you get to like go in and type in your ages and your families, your children's ages, and then kind of what you're interested in or what you would like help with to come up with that plan, I guess. And um, again, fun to use and a great resource of, um, okay, if you want to improve your communication, here are some things you can do. Like I'm just looking at it right now. We will emphasize kindness and empathy when using technology, and here's how we're going to do it. Respect others, both online and person. Have a plan for how to deal with cyberbullying. Be polite and considerate to others online and in person. And just to, this is our family plan. You know, me, I like having, oh, here's the plan. And when we break it, we can look back and say, yeah. well, this, this is, is how we, we can do it better. On. Yeah. Yes. We've, we've got a contract. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's so important. And that's a, a real growth experience for our children, even to be able to see what that looks like for adults to, mm-hmm. and, and to hold each other accountable. I like it too. Cause it is that family approach mm-hmm. of it's not mom and dad telling this to the kids, but then mom and dad yep. are on their phones all night and doing whatever they want. Yep. It's our agreement it's, as a family. Mm-hmm. And this is how we treat each other. This is how we treat people online. This is blending all those worlds yeah. together too. So this being the question, Daniel is just a little guy, right? Mm-hmm. He can't, he can't, call you out if you're on your phone mm-hmm. all that. But even just having that agreement, is that going to, will that hold you more accountable to mm-hmm. like, if you start to flip through your phone and you've said, Oh, nope, this is our agreement. We're not going to do this. Even though Daniel can't say mm-hmm. mom. So again, now I'm thinking of all these things since yeah. we had that conversation with Kathy. I don't think this was recorded, but Kathy was like, do you, are you on your phone when you're breastfeeding? I'm like, Oh, Sometimes I am, yeah. especially when I'm really tired. Yes. And she's like, don't, she's like, don't you do that. She scolded me. And so since then I have been very aware of not doing that. And, um, maybe I'm freaking Daniel out, but when I'm, when I'm feeding him, I'm like really intensely <laughs> looking at his eyes because that is, that's so important that chance for that connection. Um, but yeah, of this little baby deserves 100% of my time and energy. And I know that is so hard. So giving me that grace too, of sometimes I am really tired and you don't have to be 100% perfect, but you can make that effort to be better than two. Yeah. Yeah. What we, we spoke to Haley Jackson, which will be coming up in another podcast and what, yeah. And she, what did she say? Um, know better, do better. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And every time we know we're all sinners, we're all going to fall short, but then, okay, we know that we have this information and we can just take those little steps mm-hmm. and get better. I remember when our Lily was born, that was right when the smartphones had just come out and my husband had one. I didn't want one because I'm, I wanted nothing to do with it. I really probably wish I could just have a home phone mm-hmm. if I'm being honest and not have a cell phone, not, not a possibility, but I remember thinking, I'm not going to get on the computer. My laptop, I would get on. I'm just not going to do it. I don't. This, I know she's our last child. I want to enjoy every minute with her, and I don't want to waste that time. And I was so purposeful, and I did great mm-hmm. <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. And then it got, and then little bits kind of seeped in, and then a little bit more, and it just, you know, 
it pretty soon it would overtake. But then to take those steps back and go, oh, wait a second. Nope, I can mm-hmm. do this. I know how important this is. Mm-hmm. And I am not going to get this time back with my children. Yeah. Oh. And I know for me, it's when I'm hungry or when I'm spent or yeah. tired. You know, that's how it is for everyone. Yeah. Hungry or tired and and I just have nothing left. Then it's so much easier to just... Have a little bit of a crutch. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have to do that. No. So, okay, this is, we we didn't even talk about this part. As adults, I have great ideas for what you can do with your children instead of Mm -hmm. giving them a screen. But what are your thoughts? If, as an adult, like, Mm -hmm. Rachel, you are at your wit's end, you're tired, you want to escape for a little while. What other things do you do, Bethany, that Mm -hmm. don't involve a screen, whether it's passively watching a show, Mm -hmm. um, scrolling social media, Reddit, I think. Right, I know, I do have a Reddit (laughs) problem. If I ever have a question, I just look it up on Reddit. It's very interesting. I'm sure it's true. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so good. This is what I do. Because also, I have a therapist taught me this. Ooh, okay. When I get anxious or I need something to do, just doing Sudoku, I like to do Sudokus. And I, I have, have never tried Sudoku. Well, I like doing little puzzles or things like yeah. that. And they said that um, activates the left part of your brain or whatever, a different part of your brain that can just be more grounding, basically. Love and it's it. logical, so it calms your brain. And I have an app for that on my phone, but then I'm like, I should just buy paper ones. Some books. Yeah. yeah. And which I found at um, a garage sale. I bought a couple of them that other people didn't do. And then I can do that. Unfortunately, when you do it on paper, it doesn't tell you when you've messed up. So then you have to erase it all <laughs> when you realize you did mess up. Yeah. But that's so, good for your brain. Persistence, right? Your yep. endurance. So I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to start a new one. But that is such a... so. I, I've never been a real puzzle person, mm-hmm. but I love reading and I've noticed, like I have a couple new books I haven't even started mm-hmm. because I tend for whatever reason, probably because it's, it's more passive, easier, yeah. I can scroll and I don't have to think about, and I'm totally a fiction reader. I don't, mm-hmm. I'll do nonfiction cause I want to improve myself, but fiction reader and it takes a little bit to get into the characters. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes that just really shows that I'm giving my brain and unwanted vacation. Yep. Um, but even the act of scrolling for me, I notice my body starts to tense up as I'm scrolling and I can feel that anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I love, I know I kind of want to try one of these. Mm-hmm. How do you, Sudoku. Sudoku. They're oh, fun. I like to say it. So. Or um, different card games. Yeah. We do that oh too. yeah. I did go through a big puzzle phase, but that's hard to do when you have cats because cats are insane and they knock <laughs> over your puzzle and then it gets upsetting. But it's, it's my to... fault. It's not the cat's fault. Yeah. I cannot blame them. That's, that's right. Um, I always think about like back in the olden days when I was a kid mm-hmm. <laughs> and there were no such thing as TVs. No, just kidding. There were. Um, but like what I like to be engaged no matter what I'm doing. So even eating breakfast, our family did not eat breakfast all together just because everybody was doing things at different times, like getting ready, or my dad was already already at work when we were getting ready for school. 
but I always was so excited because I'd always read the cereal box. Mm -hmm. And then it became the newspaper. But even that physical thing, even if I'm reading or Mm -hmm. scrolling in a different way, but reading Mm -hmm. something simple that's not even a book. And sometimes we've kind of gotten away from Mm -hmm. those basic. Yeah. My mom used to read to us um, before school. That's a great idea. And then we would always read at night, too, like over a bowl of cereal, a little devotion, then yeah, some classic children books like... Hansel and Gretel. Um, <laughs> Little Rascal. Oh! And the Boxcar Children and Old Yeller. Old Yeller. Not, not that one's upsetting. We were just... I was just having a conversation yesterday about how... In like middle school, it was sixth grade for me. Mr. Liebeck was my sixth grade teacher. And he would sit after lunch and read us a chapter book. And we'd read for probably 30 minutes. And that was like the best part of my day to Mm -hmm. have in sixth grade, have my teacher read to us. Interesting. Yeah. See, we can bring it back. Yeah, we could. Bring it back. Well, I do like listening to podcasts or audiobooks. Yeah. Too. That's anyways. To hear the written word. Nice. Um... Another resource that I want to share. This is we talked a lot of a lot of things with Kathy, but um, pornography usage, you know, is so rampant, and if children are on screens, they are going to be exposed, which is horrifying. Yes, and so scary. Good picture, bad picture. I had to think of it for a second. Good Pictures, Bad Picture is a book that you can read. There's one for little kids, like I think the age is three to six. Good Picture, Bad Picture Junior is three to six. And then one for older kids. Um, And it's just really a simple way to talk about what, what you might find on the internet and what to do when you do find it. Because you will. Because you will find it. Mm-hmm. Even on accident, especially on accident, like you can't, um, which is sad to think about how things are marketed to kids that are not appropriate yeah. to, for kids and all of that. But I like the way they describe it as a bad picture is just something that makes you feel gross, I uncomfortable. guess. Uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable. And what do you do? You just stop and you go tell a grown up. There's no shame. There's no, you're going to get in trouble. There's no, um, and it tells them exactly what to do. And with all of that, and I know it's scary and uncomfortable, but grownups, we have to be the experts in this. Yes. To talk about this with our children first so that they don't see this and, or someone shows it to them on the playground or whatever. And then I don't know. I don't know if I can talk to my mom about this. Because it feels wrong. Right. And so then you feel like you need to cover it up if you don't know what this is. And you, yeah. But I can talk to this kid because he knows about it. He showed it to me. Mm-hmm. No, that's why we need to talk first. So you are the expert for your kids. You are the one they're going to go to, not other sources that are not right. maybe. Well, and parenting, unfortunately, is all about those uncomfortable things. And this is uncomfortable. Like I, the last thing I want to do is admit to myself that my young children 
could come across this and mm-hmm. probably will. Gosh, mm-hmm. I see. I can't even say will come across this because it just makes me feel sick. My granddaughter will come mm-hmm. across this at some point and, and we need to be informed and the mm-hmm. experts, just like you said on that. So we have to do that uncomfortable thing of learning and then prep, prepping them, but also feeling comfortable with an uncomfortable thing ourselves so mm-hmm. that we can speak with calm and um, purpose to our children who need that from us. Which is why I like having a book because it's not uh, out of the blue. Hey, yeah. let's have this conversation, which some people can be really good at. But if you're like, oh, we're reading books, we'll just throw this one in for yeah. tonight and let's see and, where it and goes. And see where the conversation takes you. Yeah. I think our table's <laughs> making noises. I, I can't tell. I don't know Oops. why. Oh. oh, yep, it is. It is the table. That makes it kind of more exciting. It gives us, it's... It's getting close to Halloween. Maybe it it's a little creepy feel. For sure. <laughs> Sound effects. We are moving up a notch and in our podcast when we have sound effects, just like on Annie when they had all the... Yeah. Ooh. Somebody's in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want to listen to this? This is fabulous. <laughs> We're not rambling at all during this podcast. We're Can you just so imagine... Adopted. Listeners, can you imagine the last one? Mm-hmm. If this is non-rambling. If this is the good one, you have no idea. <laughs> last one is probably gold. Yeah. We shouldn't have doubted ourselves. Um, okay. Anything else you want to share, Rachel? I just want to reiterate, and I can say this as an old mom now, right? My kids are either grown or getting close to it, and and I've been through those young child stages but that to remember like it is okay to withhold something from our kids if it's something we know is not healthy for them and a screen our phones we can say nope this is mom's phone this is dad's phone this is going to stay this is for if I need to make a phone call if I need to contact if somebody's going to text me whatever it is but it's not for you to use when we're at a ball game. You can watch the ball game. Or look, um, Joe, we were just visiting right before we, we hit record, and Joe was talking about how bring, they we used to bring a Tupperware container of kinetic sand to the ball fields for their daughter to use, like something that they can do, um, Hot Wheels, Barbies, mm-hmm. those kind of things. And again, it's okay for your children to be bored. You are a really good parent if you are allowing your child to be bored. Mm-hmm. Growing up, it was, oh, I'm so bored. Like, you know, we'd say that, and I can still see my mom's face. Oh, great. Well, you can, I, I, I trust that you have a creative brain. You can find something to do. If you can't, let me know, and I'll give you a job. I have mm-hmm. lots of projects around the house that need to be done. We always found something to do. Uh, yeah. And sometimes it was even a cleaning project. But that's, that's great. That's helping them grow their creative brains when they're bored creativity imagination comes out of boredom like My, allow that to, for yourself don't feel guilt over mm-hmm. over your child being bored or making noise places <laughs> yeah and think how many times we are bored as an mm-hmm. adult and we have to yeah entertain ourselves or look around or think yeah or even reflect on our yes. own thoughts and emotions which is what we want to avoid yeah if we're constantly distracted or if our kids are constantly distracted yeah. that's what i think sometimes um in church too, or if we don't, if our attention spans are so short, how are we ever going to listen to a sermon or just be still and meditate on God's word? Our brains are 
not able to do that when they're constantly being stimulated and on fire and yeah I and I I should have the book in front of me because I might say his name wrong and I might say the title of the book wrong and I apologize if I do but John Eldridge wrote a book called Get Your Life Back and I'm pretty sure those are both (laughs) correct information but in it and I read it because it's it's really based on burnout and it's talking to adults about burnout but he specifically talks about just exactly what you've said our souls are deep. They were created to be deep and to be in union with God. And yet we are so stretched thin and we do things that, that create a shallower pond. Like we're, we're filling our time with things that don't matter. And so how do we have that deep union with God when we keep doing that? And it's a great book and lots of good information, but it had meaning for me in so many different other areas. And he talks a lot about technology and how that's contributed to exactly that shallowness of of our souls that's mm-hmm. deep that was a little that was only a little deeper than I meant that to dive sorry thing. that was a big thing <laughs> Rachel apologize <laughs> <laughs> that's so true and just I don't know something to be aware of for our kids and ourselves yes yeah yes yep we are again called the little things podcast and so we like to think of those little things that make a big difference. Right. And, and that are manageable. Yeah. That we and can actually do. Just like what we talked with Kathy of those good habits to form, while neither of us have moved our phones away from our bed, we can take little steps right. to accomplish those things and to know better and do better. Right. And all the while just resting in God's promises that even though we are weak, He is strong. And that he is um, working in our lives and and um, can give us that self-control and that self-restraint yeah. and when grace. we ask for it. Yeah. And if grace he can give us grace, we, yeah, we can certainly give ourselves grace as well and others yeah. grace. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Bethany. Well, this was good. This was so much better. We're not deleting this one. <laughs> All right. And we're going to turn off the comments. No, I don't. Are there comments? I'm on not a ever going to oh. read them. I don't know. <laughs> but next week is Haley Jackson, and we know that because we already recorded it. And it was fabulous. And she's amazing. She's so good. This has been a Messiah Lutheran we'll ministry that. production. Subscribe to Messiah Lutheran on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find our worship services and our Sermon Extra podcast by searching Messiah Lincoln on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our content. If you'd like to know more about Messiah Ministries, visit messiah.us. We'd love to hear from you as well, so please email us at littlethingsatmessiah.us. messiah.us.